Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Blog Talk Radio listeners. This is Brother Tom, along with Evangelist Clay. We are here to bring you a message for today. This is a Friday morning, and we just thank you for the benefit of sharing God's word with you. Before we get started, we're just opening the word of prayer. Our Father and our God, truly, we just thank you and we love you. We thank you for the bountiful blessing which you dispense firstly each and every day. Dear God, we just thank you for the protection and the help that you give each and every one of us and just continue to do what only you can do in our lives. We just ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to be the teacher this morning, allow ourselves to step aside and allow you to step forward to bring an illustrious message to you, the audience. We just thank you and we love you. At this time, Evangelist Clay will bring you Romans chapter 12 and 13. Now, follow up with 14 through 16. Evangelist Clay. Hello, Blog Talk Radio listeners. I'm your hostess, Evangelist Wanda Clay, with Brother Plum, your co-host. We want to start our God's Sacred Word Bible study by giving God honor and praise, and thanking God for guiding us as we share his word with others. Also, we want to thank our program manager, Minister Joel Lewis, a devoted man of God, and Granny's Place for having us here. We also invite you to join our God's Sacred Word group on Facebook at Peace to God First. There you'll find the question answers to this Bible study, and there's so much more that you can see there. So check us out. We welcome you. Also, we here at God's Sacred Word wish you warm and safe celebrations during these holiday seasons when the three, and we're closing the book on Romans. The questions and answers to this Bible study will be posted on God's Sacred Word on Facebook, November 20th and the 21st. And we'll be back on the air again December 1st, 2017. And we wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving with a day full of thanks. Now to our lesson. As I said, and Brother Plum said, we're in the book of Romans, chapters 12 through 16. Before in 11, Paul counseled the Roman church on the theme of Romans that God justifies the guilty, condemned sinners by grace through Jesus Christ alone, which man has no part in this giving. In chapter 12, Paul starts by counseling the Roman church on human sacrifices to God. Before Christ was sacrificed on the cross for our sins. Animals were sacrificed, and they had to be clean without blemish and spot. But sacrificing animals is no more because Jesus was the last sacrifice. Uh, no more killing or no more shedding of blood. So Paul is bringing them up to date on the meaning of human sacrifices to God. 
And because of Christ's ultimate sacrifice, the Old Testament sacrifices are no longer of any effect. Because for those in Christ, the only acceptable sacrifice are bodies completely to the Lord. Now, the idea of sacrifice in the New Testament is that of dedication of our bodies to God. Now, we have the Christian sacrifice now of dedication because Jesus died for us as Jesus was clean and holy, and uh, he dedicated his body for us. So we are to dedicate our bodies to God. Here God had brought about a change, and some humans can't accept change. Seasons change, recipes change. When a woman marries, her last name changes. Nothing stays the same but God's word until God changes it himself. And through all these changes that God made, He was still trying to save us from ourselves. And what do we do? Think about it for a minute. Then, 12, 3 through 8, Paul puts the script, and then he counsels the Roman church in his epistles written to them about serving God with spiritual gifts and living Christ-like in and out the church. And he explains it to them this way, and he tells them that there are many many members of our body with different functions, such as our eyes, nose, mouth, and ears, all being of one body, just as the church has many members, but we are one body of Christ, and that we should present ourselves acceptable to God, which is reasonable considering all the things that God puts up with us, you know, we are sinners. And Paul goes on to talk about the renewing of our minds. When our minds are formed by evil principles, it becomes the mind of evil. But when our minds are formed by the spirit, it is an instrument of good. And it performs the process of discrimination between good and bad, or good and evil. Now, the renewing of our mind, studying and meditating the scripture, our new mind is controlled by the word of God. And in the church, we're one body of Christ with spiritual gifts of different kinds to serve the body as whole. In 12 and 3, he talks to them about pride, thinking that they're better than others. You know how we do it in the church. And he explains to them that they shouldn't think more highly of themselves because of any special gifts given to them or public office assigned to them in the church and not to be lifted up with pride. Uh, with their own wisdom or understanding that he ought to have and to think of himself with modesty and humility because God gave these gifts, not us ourselves. So we don't have 
any reason to boast or put ourselves on the pedestal. And in uh, chapter 12, 9 through 20, it explains to us that we should carry ourselves like Christians. And now Paul flips the script again, and he changes the living Christ-like and spiritual gifts and go on to talk about submitting to the government. And uh, in verse, I mean, in chapter, I'm sorry, 13 and 1, Paul is speaking of soldiers absolutely obedient to their superior office. But he gives one exception to this, and that is when it would cause disobedience to God's word. You can find that in Exodus 1 and 17, Daniel 3, 16 through 18, at government of the citizens, Two was the church over all believers. Three was parents over children. Four were masters over employees. And God institutes it. Human government to reward good and to restrain sin in an evil, fallen world. What tells us basically is that we should submit to our government and our government should submit to God. And to better help us understand this, he goes on and he tells us to love our neighbor as yourself, and our financial obligations must be paid when due. How many of us are dodging people right now, ducking and hiding, because we owe them something? Pay them so peace will come back into your lives. We as Christians should love everybody, not just Christians. When we love our neighbor as ourselves, we have fulfilled God's law concerning human relationships, which you can find that in Matthew 22 and 39. When we love our neighbors as ourselves, we will only do what's best for their interest. In 13... 11 through 14, it reads, it says, put on Christ and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the work of darkness and let's put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness and in lust and not in strife and envy. Put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust. Now, Brother Plum, a godly man and a Bible study teacher, is coming to you to give you the rest of the Thank you. Evangelist Clay, I'll come with, uh, I say, 14 through, I say, 16. But anyway, 14 specifies Christian sensitivity. Be sensitive to others and do what's best for the other person. It's always emphasized that point. It's always for the other person, not necessarily for yourself. So don't criticize others. Welcome all of the Lord's followers. 
even those whose faith is weak. Don't criticize them for having beliefs that are different from yours. Some think this is all right to eat anything, while those whose faith is weak only vegetables. But you should not criticize others for eating or for not eating. After all, God welcomes everyone. What right do you have to criticize someone else's service? Only their Lord can decide if they are doing right, and the Lord will make sure that they do right. Some of the Lord's followers think one day is more important than another. Others think all days are the same. But each of you should make up your own mind. Any follower who counts one day more important than another day, do it to honor their Lord. And any follower who eats meat gives thanks to God, just like the one who don't eat meat. Whether we live or die, it must be for God rather than for ourselves. Whether we live or die, it must be for the Lord. Alive or dead, we still belong to the Lord. Because Christ died and rose to life so that he would be the Lord of the dead and of the living. Why do you criticize other followers of the Lord? Why do you look down on them? The day is coming when God will judge all of us. In the scriptures, God says, I swear by my very life that everyone will kneel down, praise my name. And so each of us must give an account to God for what we do. I said in that same vein, it says, don't cause problems for others. I just say you can go through this life, but you don't want to cause problems for others. Most of the time, we're always looking out here again for self, and this is what we want to do for us. We must stop judging others. We must also make up our minds not to upset anyone's faith. The Lord Jesus had made it clear to me, God considers all food to eat. But if you think some food is unfit to eat, then for you, they are not fit. If you are hurting others by the food you eat, you are not guided by love. Don't let your appetite destroy someone. Don't let your right to eat bring shame to Christ. God's kingdom isn't about eating and drinking. It is about pleasing God, about living in peace, and about true happiness. All of this comes from the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ in this way, you will please God and be respected by people. We should try to live at peace for strong faith. Don't let your appetite destroy what God has done. All foods are to eat, but it is wrong to cause problems for others by what you eat. It is best not to eat meat 
or drink wine or do anything else that causes problems. But these for our, fo- our followers of the Lord. What you believe about these things should be kept between you and God. You are fortunate if your actions don't make you have doubts. But if you have doubts about what you eat, you are going against your beliefs. And you know that is wrong because anything you do against your belief is sin. And I say that's that's the thing, that you determine that. Sin is sin. It's always specified for you. And you, in your conscience, basically, it leads God and direct you and let you know what you should or should not be doing. Pleasing others is not, and not yourself. That's the biggest thing about it, that we are very selfish people. We like to be pleased. We like to do things that benefit us. But the bottom line is we are to please others, not necessarily ourselves. If your faith is strong, we should be patient with the Lord's followers whose faith is weak. We should try to please them instead of ourselves. We should think of their good and try to help them by doing what pleases them. Even Christ did not try to please himself. But as the scripture says, the people who insult you also insulted me. And the scriptures were written to teach and encourage us by giving us hope. God is the one who makes us patient and cheerful. I pray that he will help you live at peace with each other as your fellow, as you follow Christ. Then all of you together would praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Said here again, Paul was a disciple of the Gentiles, and it said the good news for the Jews and the Gentiles that Paul was so called to do this because it said he was an ideal prospect because he could associate with the Pharisees, with the kings, and all of the big muckety mucks at that particular time. He says, honor God by accepting each other as Christ has accepted you. I tell you that Christ's name, that Christ came as a servant of the Jews to show that God has kept the promise he made to their famous ancestors. Christ also came so that the Gentiles would praise God for being kind to them. It is just as the scripture says, I will tell the nation about you and I will sing praise to your name. The scripture also said to the Gentiles, Come and celebrate with God's people. Again, the scripture says, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, all you nations, come and worship him. Isaiah says, Someone from David's family will come to power. You will rule the nations, and they will put their hope in him. I pray that God who gives hope will bless you Happiness and peace because of your faith. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope. Sit here again. Paul was an extraordinary missionary. I said he's always 
wanted to go to territories where the word had not been preached. He wanted basically virgin territory so he could do what only he could do. But I said, my friend, I am sure that you are very good and that you have all knowledge you need to teach each other. But I have spoken to you plainly and have tried to remind you of something. God was so kind to me. He chose me to be the servant of Christ Jesus for the Gentiles and to do the work of a priest in the service of his good news. God did this so that the Holy Spirit could speak, could make the Gentiles into a holy offering pleasing to him. Because Christ Jesus, I can take pride in my service to God. In fact, all I will talk about is how Christ let me speak and work so that the Gentiles would obey him. Indeed, I will tell how Christ worked miracles and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit. I have preached the good news about him all the way from Jerusalem to Illyricum. But I have always tried to preach where people have never heard about Christ. I am like a builder who doesn't build on anyone else's foundation. It is just as the scripture says, all who haven't been told about him will see him. Those who haven't heard about him will understand. I said, Paul always had that dream to go to Rome. said, here again, this was a commercial area, and this was just a whole lot of Gentiles that hadn't heard about Christ. And said, Paul was always willing to do whatever it took to get that word out there. That he was truly a zealot for Christ after the Damascus Road experience. My work has always kept me from coming to you. Now, there is nothing left for me to do in this part of the world. And for years, I have wanted to visit you. So I plan to stop off on my way to Spain. Then, after a short but refreshing visit with you, I hope I will quickly send me, that you will quickly send me on my way. But here again, this is his preparation for getting there. And as I said, he was doing whatever it took to get there. But as I said, he wanted to experience that Roman experience, get by there. That my friend, powers of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the love that comes from the Holy Spirit, I beg you to pray sincerely with me and for me. Pray that God will protect me from unbelief from the unbelievers of Jew, of Judea, and that his people in Jerusalem will be pleased with what I am doing. Ask God to let me come to you and have a pleasant and refreshing visit. I pray that God, who gives peace, will be with all of you. Amen. I said this was his thing. And chapter 16 deal with the whole lot of appreciation. Paul is emphasizing all the, well, I said roughly about 16 names of church leaders, personal friends. And then I said he wanted 
to acknowledge them of all the work that he had done and all the work that they have done in enhancing or spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they said he goes into great detail in explaining who he was and what he was about. And he really thanked them from the true meaning of his heart. That his heart was all given to the services they had rendered. And as I say, that was acknowledging all the things that, you know, that they had done, and he was most appreciative. I didn't mention him the name, but I was just the 26th. And Paul's closing prayer was, praise God, he can make you strong by means of my good news which is a message about Jesus Christ. From age to age, this message was kept secret. In ages, this message was kept secret. But now, at last, as we told, the eternal God commands his prophets to write about the good news so that all nations would obey and have faith. And now, because of Jesus Christ, we can praise the only Wise God forever. Amen. That this was his, as you say, his closing prayer for all the work that he had done. And he was just acknowledging all the help that he had gathered from the people he had come across and the churches they had in their particular house or synagogues or wherever they chose to meet at that particular time. But the important thing is they were sharing God's word. And that's incumbent upon each and every one of us to share God's word, any and every place that we are. Strictly speaking, I said, wherever we are, Jesus Christ should be in the midst. And I said, we are to shed that light among this dark and sinful world because it is truly that way. But that's Romans in its entirety. We've gone from 1 to 16 and explained it pretty clearly. But as I say, you have that well, I said you have that incentive upon yourself to search the word for yourself. Be like the Bereans. Search the word for yourself and not be told any anything. So if you do it for yourself, that will be a beneficial to you. Let me close in prayer and allow Evangelist Clay to close. Almost gracious and loving Father, truly, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this effort. We just ask that you would just touch the hearts of the listeners and just open them up to your truth, to God, and just let your will be done in our lives. And we just thank you that you are our Lord and our Savior. And we just ask that you would just truly let your light shine through each and every one of us. Let our mouths be accessible to your words and allow your words to touch the listeners and just be what only you can be in our lives, our Lord and our Savior. Who is able to benefit each and every one of us We just give you all the praise and all the glory In Jesus' precious name we pray I would once again remind you uh, To check out uh, God's Sacred Word On Facebook at first. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday And we will meet you back here again December 1st. Bye. Thank you and have a good and blessed day.